mean y'all have personally wrestled with it? And you stand up here tonight, it was fighting you like just absolutely overwhelming. Feeling intimidated. Feel like you're pushing uphill and pushing against. Let, let's just break that right now. Because God didn't call us up here to sing. Y'all can and it's beautiful. But God did not call you up here to sing. He called you up here to usher us into the presence of the Lord. And the reason he did that is because he said, I trust that you can do it. That's all. So we don't need your voice per se or any type of uh, articulation, a vocal articulation. We need whatever it is you got. That God sees you because he evidently saw something in you that said, I can use you tonight. So whatever that is, I want to ask you all right now, right where you're standing, I want you to lift your voice. I want you to stretch your hand this way. And I want you to declare the presence of God in this house. Would you do that? Nothing about what God is doing this year is going to be ordinary. Nothing about what God has promised to do over the next seven months is going to come within the confines of any kind of ordinary. I declare the presence of God, the manifest presence of God. Now, you, 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 you ain't worshipers. You are warriors. You hear me, darling. You are a warrior. You ain't no worshiper. You are a warrior. You're a warrior. We are in a battle. And hell had been manifest several months ago because y'all thought you were just having church. You ain't just having church. You are a warrior. I'm telling you that there's weaponry being released tonight in this tabernacle. We ain't instrument players. We are warriors. Warriors anointed and hell hates it. Y'all ain't worshipers in this house. You are warriors and we're going to learn how to do warfare prayer and warfare worship and break the power of Satan and Satan's domain over this region. I want it. I want it more than anything. I want it. I've got to be used to God. I, 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 I've got to have this. What, what has, over the last couple of years, what the boldness, the audacity uh, of some of the works of hell that have been introduced into our school systems? and families, and culture, and climate, some of the most audacious, foolish things, 
thrown in our face. How in the world does hell think it can walk into a city and ravage families? How in the world do the powers of hell think they can throw some of the garbage they throw? I'll tell you how they can. They, the powers of hell feel like they have permission because none of the mighty ones have arisen. You know, back in World War II, they, they didn't have communications like we have now. We can have it within an instant. World War II, sometimes it took hours and even days to get information. And some of the information, it took days and weeks to get here. When young, I'm talking about young fellas, 12 and 13 years old, heard that the United States might be taken over, they enlisted. I mean, they left grade school and enlisted and said, let's go whoop the enemy. I mean, young folk and young ladies who said, put me on the front line. Have you ever, I've never used a gun. Don't even know what one looks like, but put me there. I'm going to fight. They call it in history the greatest generation. Why was it the greatest generation? Because there were a few things about them we don't see these days. Let me tell you. If, if we fall into World War three weeks from now, you can count it. We're done with. Because most people, well, I've, I'm just so busy and I don't want to get hurt. And I really, I'm, I've got some instabilities. That I just, and you hear every goofy excuse in the world. I'm telling you, this country, as a matter of fact, had a friend of mine over in Israel when war started broke out uh, a few weeks ago or a, a couple of months ago. And uh, some churches were praying. He said, tell them to stop praying. Israel's in the Bible all the way into the end of the book of Revelation. The U.S. isn't. Tell them to stop praying for us and start praying for yourselves. Wow. We, we need. We need to awaken the warriors. Where are the warriors? They said, you ain't coming into my church and doing like you thought you were going to do. Where, where are the nine-year-olds that say, I'm not going to wait till I'm 55 to be used to God. I'm getting up right now and I'm going to be the biggest prayer warrior this house has ever seen. Well, and then we've shut people out because we're so religious and we're so wonderful. We've shut people out and make them to have to prove themselves. Let me tell you something. You could have walked in this door an hour ago stone drunk out of your mind. And the Spirit of God fall on you right now. And you're just as qualified as anybody else in this building to be used to God, saved to God, anointed. I'm telling you, hell is a liar. But we fall for all of it. We need to wake up the warriors and say, that's it. I'm drawing the line tonight. I ain't having church like we used to have. I ain't being like I used to be. We need to wake up the warriors. Why were they the greatest generation? Because they saw a need and went and did something about it. Most of us in our generation, we won't do that. We got too much going on. Too much. We're overwhelmed at work. We're overwhelmed at the grocery store. We're overwhelmed in society and it has distracted our attention. I call heaven and earth to record right now. I refuse to be distracted any longer. I'm going to allow God. 
to make up. Do y'all know that God said, I'm going to use this church building to breathe revival into this city and into this region. I'm going to raise up anointed ones that have never before been seen. I'm using you. And God said, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it in 2024. I have committed my spirit to do it. How is it students have become so cynical and so arrogant and so twisted, disconnected from God? Because nobody got up and fought for them. Nobody got up and said, hey, hey, look, God, fellas, I love y'all. We don't need lights to have church or pretty music. We need God. And we need to understand when he stirs us tonight, young lady, when he stirs us tonight, he's stirring us. And he's awakening us so that we can be empowered to change our world. Not walk out and say, oh, that was really good service. Oh, that was really just powerful. He didn't do it because of that. He did it because he wants you to be so stirred up in your life that you'll not be afraid to walk into your school or into work or into your community tomorrow and tell hell, I'm here. Get over it. The Jesus in me is fixing to turn this place upside down. I wish I could get somebody. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the warrior in you. Where are you at? Let me read you something. This is God talking over Israel. I mean his people. Sit down if y'all like to. Sit down. Uh, but you stay right here. I don't care. But just sit down. Be comfortable for a minute. The nation of Israel plundered, pilfered, torn apart. And the Lord said to the prophet Joel, you have taken my silver and gold and carried it into your temples. And you've taken my prized possessions. And you have handicapped and crippled and bound the children of Judah. And they represent worship and freedom. And you have crippled the people of Jerusalem. And they have been sold as slaves. But I will raise them back up. Out of the place that you sold them into, I will return retaliation upon the enemy's head. He says in verse 9 of Joel 3, Proclaim this among the nations. Get ready for war. Not to sit back and patty cake. Get ready for war. Not to sit there and just act like you're going through the ordinary format of service. Get ready for war. Wake up the mighty men. You ought to get a hold of somebody next to you and tell them, we better wake up. We better shake up. We better be stirred. Let the men of war get up and draw near. Let them come up and beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Whatever you got, let the weak say, I am strong. It ain't ending like this. It's getting started just like this. Where are the warriors? You've robbed me, God said. We've been plundered. We could definitely say that our generation has been robbed. We have been robbed of miracles, robbed of passion. I know a few weeks ago, four weeks ago, that big tornado came on Nashville. And a few years ago, we had one that liked to destroy the town. And the boys and I were uh, setting up at the church for something. And uh, we heard it on the news, saw it on the radar. It's coming right at us. 
And we got in the vehicle and drove around Nashville. I said, let's go to the western route and then go to the north side that we can outrun it and we'll be out of the way of it. When we got there, it met us right there on the road. And it got bigger and bigger. It crossed our path three times. And by the time we got to the north side toward our house, we were right in line with it. So it followed us all the way to the house. And by the time it went up the road to where we live, and I could drive no further. And I'm hearing reports that all, all of these communities have been tore up and it's bearing down on us. I got to the house and, of course, my wife and family there and then others that we keep for uh, adult-assisted living programs. And I'm thinking, how are we going to mobilize them enough time? This thing is right behind me. And, and my wife's asking, what, what are we going to do? I said, I'll be, I'm going outside. I've gone as far as we can go. I'm going to go outside. I'll be back in a few minutes. And, and this last year, we've worked to build some things and some structures there in the property. And I thought, in just a few moments, this thing going to tear this place apart. And I went and stood out in the wind and was watching stuff move around. I said, God, I've gone as far as I can go. And I've done everything I can do. And me and the boys have been praying for the last 45 minutes. But here it's coming right here. Now I've gone as far as I can go. And I know nothing else to do. But I'm talking to clouds that you created. And the world that you created, God. And I'm asking you right now, move this thing out of the way. I wish I could shoot you the picture of it. We'll play it on, show it on the screen. I took a picture of the radar. Because as soon as I said it, I saw stars above my head. And it wasn't because something hit me. The sky literally opened up. I was looking at constellations and I thought, what in the world? I looked a half a mile this way and lightning's flashing and stuff's flying. And a half a mile that way and there it is. And literally it moved out of the way and God shut the thing down. Why, why am I telling you that? Because I'm wonderful and powerful? No. Because God said, I want to show off in this year. I want to show off among my people. But I need somebody whose back is against the wall to stand up and pray and fight and talk to it and push back. You ain't a victim of nothing. Let me tell you, you don't read of Bible characters who were really eloquent speakers. You don't read of Bible characters who have notable uh, characteristics like they were really good at uh, de-escalation. They were really, they were gifted counselors and, and at pro. You don't read that, but I'll tell you what you do read. Saul whooped a thousand, but I'll tell you what, David kicked 10,000 right there. I'm on the front porch. You read about Eleazar. That fella right there whooped 300 people before you could say Jack Spratt. He had him down, nailed down. You read that kind of stuff because God said, I want you to know something about the kingdom. It's always about warfare because there's two arenas. There's the adversary's arena, and then there's God's arena. And there's always going to be a fight. But you don't read about the credentials of the people of the kingdom of God having pretty little of this and pretty little. But you always read about them being warriors, prayer warriors, worshipers. Hello, where are the warriors? Where are you at? We need them. We need them. You read about the mighty people of God. These are the kind of people who would gather together for battle and not turn back 
One fella who really was not that strong, but he enlisted to fight. He was one of David's mighty men. And the story goes, in short, I believe it's Eleazar. The story, in short, is he wasn't strong enough to make it through the battle. In other words, he couldn't hold on to his sword. He kept dropping it. Now, if he'd lived in 2024, he would have fussed. He would have went to the office and said, uh, probably his parents would have first. You're asking my son to do something he just doesn't have the strength to do. And you're making him look bad. And as a parent, I have a responsibility to stand for little Eleazar. You can hear it fussing. Fight. You, you wouldn't believe that church made our You wouldn't believe it. And then you can hear him fussing and whining. Can you imagine if it was 2024 version? I can't. I, can't. I just don't feel safe. I just feel like you're making me do things I don't want to do. You can hear it. I'll tell you what he did. He saw it. Let me tell you, Israel didn't become Israel by a bunch of people just sitting there whining and complaining. They said, poor little old us on the west side of the track. That ain't how it happened. I'll tell you what he did. The Bible said he couldn't hold a sword any longer. So he took the strap that was holding his britches up and he tied it around his hand and said, I may not be able to hold it, but I ain't letting go of it. I'm going to go down fighting. I ain't giving up. Where are the warriors that say, I don't care about to be here till 4 o'clock tomorrow morning. I'm going to see God work a miracle in my family. I'm going to see God work a miracle in my body. I don't care what people think about me. I'll shout all over this house. Where are the warriors? Oh, I wish I could get somebody right now. might think or what time it is or who's doing what egos have destroyed more works of God than hell with both hands ever will attitudes egos lack not just lack of submission but literal stance of defiance I will not let somebody talk to me like that Instead of submit and say, it is possible. I could have been wrong. It's possible. I may not be in alignment with the voice of God. If we knew it all, folks, there would be no need for fivefold ministry. God, but God said, I gave it to you because you need it. So thank God for pastors. Thank God for who that sometimes they tell us things. Sometimes uh, we were talking the other day, you ought to see, and I'm, I don't want to embarrass him, but I just need to tell you, because I don't know that you really have met that man. But sitting down talking about his heart for what God is going to do and his desire to get everybody on board that he can, weeping about it. I'm telling you, and not weeping because he's a weak man, but weeping because he's so hungry and so desiring. And him and his wife so locked into. Uh, Sister Cook gave me a tour of the school today. It's the smallest that school will ever be in its entire history. What a beautiful building. What a beautiful building. And, and I thought, well, Sister Cook just going to open the door and 
show me this is the, the she didn't she didn't because there's something got to hold her she walks in this room where we do this right here and this is so and I'm like okay well we'll just follow you then but when she busting it and this and then this and I thought wow okay this is absolutely wonderful this because these folk have a vision and they have passion thank God thank God they're not the kind of people that will back down when hell starts pressing, but they stand for stuff. And you're teaching me how to stand for stuff. And you're teaching my family how to stand for stuff. And not, a, not afraid to have conversations that need to be had. Thank God for that. So, someone or something will always have permission to speak into your life. You better make sure it's something God-oriented. Thank God for people of vision, warriors. Where are the warriors? They say, it doesn't make sense to me, but I'm going to pray until it does. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to worship till I do. I don't know what the gifts of God are in my life, but I'm going to serve until I find out. <laughs> the Antichrist spirit of the earth today working against the kingdom of God and the establishment of the kingdom of God y'all might be familiar with the story where David danced before the Lord when nobody else would I wish I could get somebody tonight they just said, I, I don't, whether, you, whether I look like a prophet to you or not, I'm going to prophesy until it makes sense and God reels me in because I'm not leaving. I may not look like the world's best preacher. I may not even preach like the world's best preacher. But I'm going to keep in the courts of God until something raises up in me. And I'm going to teach Bible studies. And I may not look like a worshiper. I may not look like the best teacher. I may not look like the best missionary. But I'm going to stay in the courts of God. Where are the warriors? One night in a service, uh, the power of God was there. First time in a church service, this guy, uh, it was a moment like this. I just said, well, somebody ought to just do something strange. And the guy, which I'm funny looking, so I recognize funny looking people. And you can look at him and tell him, he hadn't been in a church service like this before. You need something from God, you ought to just do something. Get out and do something crazy. And he went headlong into a somersault around the entire building. Yeah. And I'm looking at him and go, I wouldn't even do that. He went all the way around the building, got up, and he just stood there like, what are we going to do next? But I, I was dumbfounded. I just looked at him, and I walked over to him, and it, uh, just like, you know, and I was going to put my hand on him just like, God, you know, bless him for his faithfulness. Bless his heart. <laughs> and I walked over to him, and when I come his way, I just put my hand on his shoulder and said, God, you're faithful. And he was obedient. And, and about that time, the power of God hit him, and he fell over. And he began to speak in tongues of angels, and he trembled on the back. He was crying out to God, and I thought, Wow. And here comes this lady running across. She said, you know who that is? 
That's the biggest drug dealer before you get to the borderline here south of Texas. And God just filled him with, with the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I never knew that. Well, it's a wonder what will happen when you get people into a place where they say, the warrior is arising in me. And I'm not going to let guilt or fear or shame or doubt or somebody else's opinion tonight while I'm doing what I'm doing. Some of y'all are nervous. You're going to go talk about it. He shouldn't have them lights turned down. Somebody could trip and fall. Shouldn't he? What's he trying to do? He's trying to make it look like a Las Vegas showroom. What does he think he is? Tom Jones? You, I can hear. I know. Let me tell you. Whatever I've got to do to disconnect this generation from the stuff that is distracting the supernatural of God. I told God I'll do it right here tonight. Whatever we've got to do. Where are the warriors? Now Israel. Israel, the nation of Israel. You read the story of this great nation. They, they walked into a promised land. Waters moved out of the way for them. They were plunged. Along with the, the oppression of Egypt into a time of darkness and oppression. But they watched God. Israel, the nation watched God bury their enemies into the Red Sea. They sent fear and trembling into the Assyrian army and everyone that stood in their way because God was with them. And you read about Israel and it says the enemies were greatly afraid of them. Every time Israel would show up, enemies, uh-oh, here they come. That was the history the enemies would run for cover. They were afraid to confront because they knew God was with them. But on one particular occasion, after time had gone by, they became soft and forgot. And they were waiting for a convenient time. And the Philistine army knew it, that they were weakening. So the Philistine army... Finally, and, and for months they had been laying siege and pressing. We pick up on it, the book of uh, 1 Samuel, the story. And many of you might be familiar with the story of the champion Goliath. This had gone on for days. They were trying to shut them out. But when the Philistine army arrived at the ridge line where the battle was going to happen there in the valley of Elah, what they noticed was these one-time warriors were running for the rocks. Ew, I'm scared. I just don't feel comfortable. Or it's, you know, I've got other stuff to do. I'm sorry, Pastor. But I've, just, I've got other things to do. Running for the rocks. Or I, I just don't like being treated that way. So I'm I'm I'd rather my whole family go to hell and me have a bad attitude. I just don't like being running for the rocks. And then, then you have the student comes up. Name's David. He comes up, and he's, he's talking to the elders in modern vernacular. What are we doing? What? Uh, Papa, are you kidding me? You, you said you were in the military when you were a young man. You out here hiding? Are you kidding me? Do you hear these guys running their mouth? And Goliath. Now, Goliath, he's not just a big man. He is a notable warrior, which means he studied strategy, 
history and circumstance throughout it so that he knew what he was doing. So his confidence didn't just come from the fact that he was nearly nine foot tall and something. His confidence came from, I studied these guys, I know her. And he wanted a notch in his belt. You watch this, man. I'm going to whoop them today. I'm going to be on the front line. And this, this right here, this will be politically great. He wanted a fight with Israel. But then he goes to the front line to fight, and they're all hiding. So like showing up on Tuesday night revival, which thank God we were online last night. And if you engage with it, it was powerful and wonderful. Or showing up on Sunday morning, where's everybody at? Hell's here. Wonder why sister so-and-so's not here. They're looking around. And here's Goliath on the front line saying, I'm ready to fight. And, here, and where are they? Where are the what? And he says, he said, because he could hear them whimpering and whining, I'm scared. He, and he said, and finally he comes to the brow of the hill and he said, give me a man. Give me one of your warriors. Get over here and put up something. Give me a man uh, from among you. Now, the funny thing is, the enemy of Israel knew more about manhood at that moment than any of those men did. Because he knew what it took to conquer nations. He knew what it took. He, didn't, he, he knew what it took to, to put up a fight. And he said, I don't see anybody here even willing to fight. And see, in his local language, the language that would have been recorded at that time, a man was a defender of something. He was a keeper of a household. He was someone who was bold and audacious and always willing to stand. He wasn't just saying, send me some guy. He was saying, I see no warriors out here. I see nobody willing to fight for nothing out here. Send me somebody. Don't you know that this world today, here we are sitting on the edge of eternity. And it's going to be just hours and maybe months. But we are in the last moments of the end time. And all hell is saying, wait a minute. I thought this was going to be the biggest revival of the church. And they're all running for cover and trying to figure out ways not to have prayer meeting. Trying to figure out excuses why they can't worship. And trying to explain away why miracles don't happen anymore. Give me somebody who's like Paul that still believes in it. Give me somebody like David who danced before the Lord no matter what other people were thinking. Lift your hands to the Lord. Talk to me, God. Awake a warrior in me. Because there's a dying world. You lost family members, buddy. Your friends that are on their way to hell. And, 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 and just, just before they plunge headlong into hell. He's a voice. Won't somebody. Won't one of my friends. Just get a hold of God. And come help me out. Is there some? Give me a man. Somebody who's willing to stand up and say. That's it. Tonight it's over. I ain't drinking anymore. That's it. Tonight it's over. I ain't living like that anymore. That's it. Tonight. Uh, tonight honey. Prayer meeting just started in our house. For an hour every night. That's it. I've had it. I'm not letting the enemy come and do this any longer. Oh, I wish I could get somebody just a moment. Just cry out to him. Give me a man. Where's the warriors? 
Give, give me a young man with enough guts to let God use him no matter if everybody's staring at him or not. Give me a young lady with enough audacity to let God use her no matter what people think. Father, I'm in a house tonight whose leadership gives permission for students and everyone to be used in the gift of God. And whatever spirit and whatever mentality and whatever idea has intimidated them, you are dismissed in the name of Jesus right now. You're dismissed. You're done. Your assignment is over. And I'll release the anointed ones in this house. I release the spirit of prophecy. I release the spirit of miracle working. Let the boldness of their faith right now in the name of Jesus. By your word. By your word, God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I can see it just raining now in this house right now. I can see it on these kids and on these students. I can see it. I can see some of y'all sitting back there kind of trying to figure it out. But I can hear the voice of God saying, just give me one brother who will get up and show his family how to worship. And I'll heal every generation connected to him. Just give me one sister who instead of talking about people will come out of her seat and get in the altar and travail before the gates of heaven and I'll show the world a man a champion a keeper of the home not a coward but a man not somebody immature not some little old wimp who go running every time there's a knock in the corner somewhere. But give me somebody who will stand for something. Give me somebody who will press us in like Pastor did tonight. You say he's dragging service on. No, he's not. He's pushing. Give me somebody with enough guts to recognize. You didn't come all this way on a Wednesday night just to come this way on a Wednesday night, but push until the power of God prevails. Where are the warriors? He, he, Goliath never said, give me somebody that's got it all together. He never said that. Because he knew warriors don't have it together. But just give me somebody willing to fight. He even say, I'm sure I'd whoop him. But boy, it should be nice to know at least I got in a tangle with him. But nobody would show up. And the whole world and even hell itself is crying. Send somebody that will help us. Send somebody that stands for something. But when will they rise up? And over the last few days of our time together, in the presence of God, there's, there's something new that is happening. There's something new that God is inviting us into. And I'm determined to walk into it tonight. And I think you are too. These are certainly not third world conditions. And thank God for that. 
But sometimes it's not the conditions or the padded seats that keeps us. Sometimes it's our own guilt and shame. It's our own mentality. It's, we, we, we figure things out and mess it up. It keeps us from the greater things of God. But I hear the taunting from, from the adversary of the soul tonight. Saying, where are they at? Tell you where they're at. What was the address of this building? 725 West Knoll. That's where they're at. That's where they're at. The mighty ones have arisen. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And as for me and my feet, they're going to dance before the Lord. And as for me and my desire to be used, I'm going to press my way in. And before this year is over, if God lets it be over, there's going to be a reckoning. I'm telling you, the last few years of this church, it has been powerful and it's been wonderful. But God said, what I am preparing to do over this house will make the last several 20 years make look like just a drop in a bucket. I'm telling you, we need warriors that will get here on Saturday and pray until it registers on the Richter scale. We need warriors who will press their way. You want to be used to God right now. If I were you, I'd get on my feet. If I were you, I'd stand up in the courts of King and say, I'm here right now, God. And I ain't leaving this house until I know I've locked into something that's changing me forever. Where are the warriors? Get a hold of somebody. Get a hold of somebody next to you. Get a hold of somebody near you. Worship team, I don't want y'all to worry about any music. I want you just to go down. I want you to pray with one another. I want you to pray with one another here. I want you to lay hands on other people and a folk across this building. I want you to pray with one another. I want you to lay hands on one another. And I want you to let the warrior in you arise. I want you to pray boldly. I want you to pray until you know the gift of God is opening up over you. I want you to be bold. That's it. Something's happening here tonight. Something's happening right here.